Fearless, my name is Brittany and I am here to transform your life and business mindset and serve as your guide to transition from a hustler to a true business owner. Come with me on the journey as I reveal my mistakes and lessons and what it truly takes to get your business to run without you. Hey Brewers, I had an opportunity to sit down with Amir. He's a motivational speaker. He has a series called Hustle and Motivate and he really hones in on the importance of establishing systems and processes and not doing everything yourself in your business. So if you wanna be in a position where you can eventually get out the day-to-day tasks and operations of your business, definitely stay tuned because there is a lot of gems that you don't wanna miss. We live. Okay, we have here on the left. Yeah, live and down right. Yes, motivational speaker. So tell me a little bit about what you do. Well, for one, I do what I want. Okay, boss, <laughs> boss-ish. I guess your YouTube channel said boss, so makes sense. For sure. Um, but ultimately, uh, what my passion is that feeds everything else is I love to motivate people to be the best version of themselves that they can be. Uh, and I do that through allowing people transparency into my life, my trials, my tribulations, and the lessons that I've learned from them. And I try to impart those lessons that I've learned onto others so that they can either make a way for themselves or that they can avoid some of the mistakes or pitfalls or even go down some of the routes that I've taken that have, you know, been um, more more positive outcomes and, you know, just offering that bit of sentiment to people. Other than that, everything else that I do feeds from there. I love to support my friends. I love what, you know, anything that they got going on, any type of business they may have. I come and I bring my expertise of whatever I have knowledge in and I try to push whatever they have forward or at least make some connections with my vast network of people that I know. Nice. I love that you do that because I used to do a little something, something myself when it comes to um, motivational speaking and more so really, I always said the same thing as I wanted people to kind of learn from my mistakes and teach them the the way, the path that would avoid all the same things I had to go through. Like if you don't have to go through that, you know why, why, why go through it? You know, if I can help you avoid it, if I can help you avoid it, might as well do that. Yeah, that's for sure. And I always try to make sure that I learn from the mistakes of others because it makes no sense repeating the same mistakes over and over. You know what I mean? Right. If you can learn your lesson through somebody else's experience and avoid going through that, I say, why not? Exactly. So you said basically you're trying to um, help people avoid the mistakes that you have made. So what would you say is the biggest failure and what did you learn from it? What is your biggest failure? So. Let me define failure. As I understand it, failure only comes into play when you quit something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think no matter what we have going on, there are going to be some ups and downs as you go through that experience, but it's never really a failure until you just completely throw in a towel and give up. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that the only time that I can, or at least the biggest failure that comes to mind is uh, back in 2013, 2014, when I first got into the real estate game, you know, I had some good experiences, bad experiences. But when the money started to dry up and those bad experiences started to be a little bit more frequent, um, one of the guys who I was doing business with, he was about he was about a year in. Um, he was young. He was probably like 20, 21. I was like 22, 23. And uh, we were in the same place 
in our careers, if you will, at that time. The only difference between him and I was that I had a college background, so I had a degree to fall back on, and he didn't. He was a high school dropout. So when times got hard and the money got thin, I was like, yo, I'm about to bounce back and, you know, I got to get some money. I'm about to, you know, go get a job real quick because I could always lean on my degree and I can go get a decent paying job. Mm -hmm. So I did just that, you know, and uh, while I progressed in my career in that field, uh, my partner there, he went on to become now a multimillionaire at the age of 27, all because he went through the he went through the low point of that experience that we were having. And through that, he was able to, you know, opportunity came to him that completely turned things around. And he, he never looked back since. And nice. uh, it's one of the things I reflect on a lot is, you know, Fabulous um, has this line in a song that says, my plan B is another way to make my plan A work. Mm-hmm. And uh, my partner would always say, there is no plan B. The second you have a plan B, your plan A going to fail because you're already expecting that. Plan A is it, you know? And so um, one of the biggest lessons I learned through that experience was just, hey, if you're going to do something, understand that those hard times are going to come with it, but just don't stop because the second you stop, you reset. And now you got to start all the way back from the beginning again. That That's so true. So he's now a millionaire. So you said that he's a multi-millionaire. Oh, excuse me. My bad. Multi-millionaire. Let me correct myself real quick. Mm -hmm. So how was he able to get there? Like, I know you mentioned um, that, you know, he didn't have a degree. So what made him be successful? Like, why is he successful today, you think? Um, One, I think that he had a, he came from an experience where he really didn't have much of a choice uh, to, to, to fail. One, he didn't have anything to fall back on. So it would either go hard or, or literally go home. He really just wanted to, you know, I think he just had a hunger and a drive because of his background. And, uh, you know, he'd almost lost his life before. He, his mother was a single mother working to take care of him and his brother. And his mother, his brother is, uh, he's got like a mental condition. So he's not like all the way there. Mm-hmm. And so like, he just had all this, all these things that pushed him. And I think he really found out what his why was. And I think his why was bigger than everything else. And, um, you know, he really just, he really just went hard at it. And he, he sold, he was trying to be a music producer at one point before that he sold all his music equipment and he just went into the trenches and he just, just read and studied. And he was like, yo, I'm gonna do this real estate thing. And he, he, he did just that. And I don't think really, again, if he didn't do real estate, he didn't really have anything else to fall back on. So all right. he had, all he had to do was just keep on going mm-hmm. with that mission. Exactly, and I think that it's just that. Like when you don't have that plan B, there is no other options. It pushes you to go that much harder because you know if this doesn't work, there is no plan B. You know, so that that drove him and to become this multi millionaire because he had to make it happen. Yeah. He, I love that. Yeah, he had to make it happen. And I think what also he did, because again, I said he, he doesn't have a college degree or anything. He's not, the, he's not the brightest crayon in the book, even still to this day. But what he was always good at and what he continues to be good at is understanding where the talent lies. And so um, the first person that he hired that really took his business off the ground was a young kid from Harvard, right? Now imagine this, you 23, 24 years old, high school dropout, and you hire a kid from Harvard. 
You see what I'm saying? Like that just goes mm-hmm. to show like that mentality between a yes. worker and a CEO. Mm-hmm. We we think that going to school, getting all these degrees and all that stuff is cool, which is, and, and I'm not knocking it. I got degrees, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, the people who come to work in suits come to work to come to work for the guys who come to work in shorts. Exactly. No, that's, <laughs> that's straight fake. fake. That's like, it's, it took a mentality shift, I think, and for me as well, mm-hmm. because I have degrees as well. But, you know, I, I really had to kind of change the way I, I thought about things and I processed things. Um, and I, it looks like he already had because he didn't he didn't go through the traditional way of doing things where it's college, get a job, X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. He had this mentality, look, I'm going to hire if I don't know what somebody else do and I'm going to put them exactly. in a position to get me to the next level. And I'm realizing that now as I am an entrepreneur trying to really scale my business, how important it is like, listen, I'm on Diddy Wave right now. Like, I'm going to hire you to do the shit I don't want to do. Right. And that's that. Like, or I may not be as gifted or as knowledgeable about like, so... I feel like all you got to do is put people in place. That's why I realized that really the true importance of a team and hiring. And I feel like you don't have to have a lot of money to hire. I, I feel like that's a misconception about how people think like you have to be rich. That's the perception. You have to be rich in order to hire or you have to have a certain amount coming in in order to hire. You can right. hire, but you just have to be a smart about it too. So I feel like, Maybe you don't want to hire a director or something like that within your company, but maybe you want to hire a virtual assistant that can help move the needle forward. Yeah, take care of some of those mundane tasks. Yeah. And so as a CEO, your main role is not to be working in your business. Mm-mm, you're visionary. You're the visionary. You mm-hmm. take the business to the next level. You say, we're going to expand into this and to that. Here's where we're going to move things. And you let the people that you put in place run the day-to-day business itself. CEOs... The most the CEO does, if anything, within the business is check in. Like, hey, where are we with our marketing campaigns? Are we making our marks? Where are we with our, you know, our profit margins this month? Are we hitting our marks? Cool, 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 cool. No, we're not doing that. All right, adjust, adjust, adjust. All right, cool. Y'all got it? All right, bet. I'm about to go back out in the field and start making some more moves to expand the empire. That's the role of the CEO. Exactly. Yes. And I wish people learned that, like, and it took me a minute. Don't get me wrong. It took a lot of reading, a lot of listening to podcasts, attending workshops and webinars and all these different things Mm -hmm. to really shift my mindset and how things should be. Now, before, one thing I could tell you, I'm real frugal and I'm like, I would not want to spend a dollar, right? (laughs) Right. A dollar, like I wouldn't want to lose a dollar. I don't take risks. I'm not a risk taker, but I found myself as time Moving on, my my risk tolerance is higher. I um, mm. literally, I'm I I know what needs to happen in order for me to move the needle. The way I've been doing it, trying to do everything myself, is not working. And I think that's where a lot of people fail as well, where they give up. They fail in their business. They try. Maybe they had this idea. They start their business and it's not working out. We want to know why because they try to do everything themselves. And they yeah. don't want to hire. They're like, oh, I don't want. They want to keep all the profit or the money, little bit of money that they're making, but they don't realize there's other ways to do things. And you can still hire and not make that much. You can use a different platform. You can use something like Fiverr, which we already know is a cheap way to hire. There's Upwork. There's other places that you could use. If it's not your regular hire, um, you can hire in different places. The Philippines that makes it more affordable, and you determine how many hours they're going to work. 
But either way, you need somebody that's going to help you move the needle forward. As we mentioned, as a CEO, it's not your job to be in the day-to-day operations. Right. You are the visionary. Um, and you should be able to, your business should be able to run without you. And that's my whole thing. That's the thing that I preach. It's like moving from a hustler to an owner. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think also and one thing I realized about us as young entrepreneurs coming from, you know, the black community is uh, something that you said that resonates is nobody wants to spend the money. Everybody wants to keep the money for themselves and do it all themselves. And they think that that is, like you said, running a business mm-hmm. and um, nobody really understands what it takes to scale up. And I think that one of the things that we mistake for progress or success is the idea that, oh, I have this LLC and I own this business. But in reality, when you break it down and go into the details, really the business owns you. I use the example of somebody who, um, let's use a really simple example, right? Somebody who, who does plates, right? They're, they're, they do a catering business, um, but they're also the cook, right? So if you don't go in the kitchen and cook, you don't make no money. Exactly. Right. And so in a sense, all you're doing, all you have done is giving yourself a job. Mm-hmm. You're not really running a business until you are literally running the business versus running in the business. Exactly. And it's crazy enough is that some people rather just be self-employed. I mean, because that's exactly what it is. You're, you're, you're basically, you don't own the business, right? Mm-hmm. If you're working in the business, you can never leave the business and still make money. So, but a lot of people, if that's what they want, hey, so be it. But I'm in a, I'm in a place where it's looking like I'm trying to go to the next level. I don't want to where I want to take vacations. I want to travel. I want to do other things. I, if I feel like if I'm going to be working in my business, I might as well stay in my nine to five. If I'm going to be doing a day-to-day tasks or things that I don't want to do, some certain aspects like admin tasks and certain things of that nature, I might as well stay at my nine to five. <laughs> right. And just focus on your task by itself. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> Are you familiar with the cash flow quadrant? No. By Robert Kiyosaki. All right. So in the cash flow quadrant, basically it explains that there are four different types of people in business, right? Um, it's held by the acronyms, uh, well, not acronyms, but the yeah, acronyms E, B, S, and I. So the E is for an employee. We all know what an employee is, what they do, how that looks. The S is for self-employed. This mm-hmm. is what we're talking about, right? You, you mm-hmm. own a business, but you also work in your In business. the business, yeah. The B stands for business owner, right? Mm-hmm. That means they own a system or a product that makes money even when they aren't working. That's what we're all trying to be. And then there's I for investor. Mm-hmm. So, so the investor has this capital and instead of owning a business or being self-employed or being an employee, they just put their money behind one of those people and let the money come back to them. Right. They, they're just good at finding assets that provide a steady income in the form of cash flow. And normally they use other people's money to attain those assets. So those are like your four different people when, when we talk about business. And everyone needs to identify where you stand in that quadrant. Because if you recognize that you are an employee or you're self-employed and you thought you were a business owner, well, now you know you're not. Exactly. So now, you, now you know what you need to kind of pay attention to and shift in order for you to make it to whatever quadrant you see yourself being. Exactly. 100%.
Well, this has been so interesting. I have so many other questions, so I would love for you to come back up, uh, come back on the show. But let the audience know where can they find you and connect with you if they wanted to get any more information or learn about your services or attend any of their motivational speaking events. Uh, so now that the world is opening back up, I hope to be at some in-person speaking events real soon. In the meantime, you know, I'm hopping on podcasts and just getting in where I fit in. But uh, my personal page is at Shardy Black on Instagram. And that's S-H-W-T-Y-B-L-C-K. That's where I post a lot of my motivational speaking series, which is called Hustle and Motivate the Series. Um, and also, you know, I just kind of under all my pictures, I just have some type of motivational something under there to uh, help somebody take something from it. Um, I also have two business pages, three business pages. Um, one of them is Black Star Defense, all one word. That's my firearms instruction page. I also teach people how to shoot and defend themselves. Nice. My real estate page is Secure Equity Partners, all one word. That's where I kind of just show people my journey through my different flips and what I'm doing in real estate. It's still fresh, uh, so you won't see a lot of content there, but I got some things coming and um, last but not least, I also am a vice president of a film production company called Munk Films Devoted. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at Munk underscore devoted. That's M-O-O-N-K underscore devoted. Um, we got a ton of stuff on there. We're working on a full length feature film right now that's going to be in theaters, hopefully in the next year or two. Um, so, you know, I got my hands full, but y'all can catch me on any one of those pages and, and check me out. Yeah, so make sure you guys shoot him a DM and let, let him know where y'all came from, okay? From the Business Group Podcast. But thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Nah, thank you for having me. I hope to see you, uh, talk to you again. Of course. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Check out the show notes for important links to stay connected. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts to get notified when we release our next episode. Until next time, continue to make strides to transition from a hustler to an owner.